Welcome to Zurich Canada's Perspectives Podcast, where we stay connected with our broker partners through conversations with guests who are experts in their fields. We try to deliver market insights and thought leadership to bring you insightful information that's relevant to what our listeners are faced with. My name is David Tran, and I'm the Vice President and Regional Manager of Ontario for Zurich Canada. I'm really excited to share that we are introducing a new podcast series with our new head of customer distribution and management for Zurich Resilience Solutions Canada, Chris Snyder. Chris, can you tell us a little bit about what to expect on your new podcast? Absolutely, David, and thank you very much for having me. So on our ZRS podcast, we are going to be looking at discussing a range of uh, commercial insurance engineering topics, obviously technical in nature and trying to break down information barriers that might exist sometimes between ourselves, our customers, as well as our broker partners. Our intent is to provide transparency with inside our industry and allow our customers and broker partners to better understand how to control risk and better their business protection and revenue. Um, We're going to be focusing on a variety of different topics, but also making sure that we are uh, uh, identifying the risks of today, such as climate change, sustainability, cyber, and supply chain. Thanks, Chris, and good luck. Hello, welcome to the Zurich Risk Insights podcast. I'm your host, Chris Snyder, Head of Customer Distribution and Management for Zurich Resilient Solutions Canada. With over 22 years of experience in the industry, I'm proud to be a part of a team of over 25 risk control professionals at Zurich Canada. On today's episode, I'll be speaking with Hanno Meyer, Global Head of Zurich Resilient Solutions from Zurich, Switzerland, and Tom Fioretti, North American Head of Zurich Resilient Solutions from our New York office. We'll be discussing the 2022 launch of ZRS in Canada. Since January 2021, ZRS has been in operation in the United States, the UK, and several countries within the EMEA region, as well as Asia-Pac. With Canada now joining the ZRS unit, what can the Canadian market expect in the way of added services, engineering risk solutions, and forward-thinking risk reduction? With risk exposures we are experiencing today, such as wildfires and flooding in BC, more frequent windstorms in the east, and extreme weather all across Canada, Climate change exposures are impacting our businesses and causing increased physical damage losses, as well as business interruption through supply chain disruptions. Today, we'll be discussing these topics and many more. Before joining Zurich Resilient Solutions as the global leader, Hanno was CEO of Zurich's Covermore Group. Prior to that, Hanno was Zurich's global head of corporate life and pensions. Hanno has had an illustrious career in the insurance industry in the Netherlands, Eastern Europe, in Asia, where he held positions in sales, marketing, and business development, all in senior and executive roles. In 2013, Tom joined the Zurich Risk Engineering team in the United States as head of North America, which was eventually transformed into head of Zurich Resilient Solutions North America in 2021. Prior to joining the engineering side of Zurich, Tom held the position of Senior VP Operations Underwriting for Zurich North America with a degree in business and men and management. Tom has enjoyed a successful career in the insurance industry, working with both insurance brokerages as well as other insurance providers prior to Zurich. Here's our conversation. So, Tom, thank you for taking your time today to join us on today's podcast. Thank you. Uh, So, Hanno, 
Um, for our listeners in Canada who may not be as familiar with Zurich Resilient Solutions uh, at present, maybe we can take a minute to just to talk about Zurich Resilient Solutions, uh, ZRS, uh, as a global unit, uh, what its key focuses are, and any service areas that we are going to be uh, working within. Well, thank you very much, uh, Grace. Uh, really great to have the opportunity to, te- to talk to this audience. Zurich Resilient Solutions is um, the youngest uh, child in the Zurich family. It was established uh, per January 1st, 2021, really to uh, play into an increasing demand, which we see uh, with our customers, with, 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 with corporates across the world who are really looking for help with more insights in the risk they face, but also with services which help them actually prevent and mitigate that um, their, their, their risks. The company is really uh, based on uh, Zurich's uh, existing risk engineering teams, which is one of the largest teams in the industry, uh, counting close to 900 people worldwide. And our focus is really on four key areas. The first one is really building uh, and helping our clients uh, leveraging our existing core risk engineering skills so mainly around property, liability, and what have you. But then following uh, uh, quite in-depth research with our clients, but also with brokers, with intertechs, we decided to focus on three other areas where we think Zurich can really add value and help our clients in a different way than uh, just risk transfer. Those three areas are uh, sustainability and climate change, Number two is around supply chain and business resilience. And number three is around cyber. And underneath that, we are implementing a new digital platform, um, building on all the data we have to our availability to be of greater service to our clients, but also to further increase our relationship and collaboration with, uh, with brokers. I like the way that we, um, we've identified three key areas, which in today's world are very, very important to our customers that uh, climate change, business resilience, and cyber. Um, uh, Tom, yes. with the United States having entered into Zurich Resilience Solutions back at the beginning of 2021, can you talk about how uh, the ZRS unit with inside the United States performed and how Canada is going to be able to fit into the global or the North American market um, and where you see us contributing um, as part of the North American unit? Yeah, thank you, Chris. Um, so, uh, as as you as you mentioned, uh, we launched in January of twenty twenty one last year. Uh, overall, uh, the U.S. had a very successful year on hitting its targets. Uh, we created new services, as Hanno mentioned a little while ago. Uh, one of the the major services we created um, that quite frankly, is is top of mind for everyone these days is sustainability. We also created um, cyber liability, uh, a DNI um, service, uh, and many others, not just our traditional services. And I see both the U.S. and Canada really interlinking um, those services together. Although they're different countries, both the U.S. and Canada, as, as you guys both, as you all know, the U.S. and Canada, Canada is the U.S.'s largest trading partner uh, globally. And there are a lot of very similar services that 
our customers are looking for and to help them mitigate risk. So we're very excited about uh, the Canadian team uh, joining North America. And quite frankly, uh, there's other services that we're hoping um, the Canadian team will bring to light within the overall network um, that we can partner together with. So, you know, to me, there's a lot of synergies. And and I think uh, you would agree, Chris, um, in the short time that Canada has been part of the North America family within Zurich Resilience Solutions, we've had a lot of success, whether it's the whether it's been the business interruption, the resilience, um, just starting on the DNI and property and casualty. So very, very bullish and 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 really looking forward to what we can accomplish together in 2022 and beyond. Yeah, I think I think the team here in Canada is actually quite excited um, about this. It's it, it almost feels as if our uh, our change has been unleashed and we're allowed to you know start activating more uh, with our customers, with our broker partners on the engineering services that we can provide. Um, so I, I know that the team here is is really excited on that. Um, so I wanted to kind of focus in on one of our key areas, which is sustainability and climate change. Um, you know, we can take a look and we can understand that there is global warning, warming. Um, uh, it, it changes from country to country, the impacts and the effects, uh, whether it's wildfires or floods or, or bushfires, uh, windstorms, whatever the catastrophic event might be. How do you guys see Zurich Resilient Solutions or Zurich as a whole entity approaching the needs of our customers through this engineering branch to better understand their risk? And, and you know, what do you see as some of the, the, the very basic areas where we might be able to provide guidance or direction to help mitigate uh, some of those threats or to help improve their sustainability efforts? Um, Hanno, if you'd like to take that one first. Yeah, let me let me give you the, uh, the the global strategy around that, and then I think Tom can can elaborate on what this actually means for for North America and Canada in in particular. So, for Zurich, as for many other companies, um, uh, sustainability, climate change, um, uh, all ESG related topics are really top of mind and part of our core strategy. Um, Mario Greco, our group CEO. Uh, who actually uh, commented last week on on the on the fantastic financial year Zurich had, but it's extremely outspoken how sustainability is really at the heart of what we do. Um, for ourselves, how we behave, we, we we score extremely high on every single ranking, whatever you look at for in terms of sustainability. But also, even more importantly, how we can help our clients because of, of the of, of the knowledge we have about our clients, about because of the data we have, because our uh, familiarity with with with, with netcats, our familiarity with the risks which uh, follow from 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 from, from, uh, from climate change. We think we are very well positioned to apply that knowledge to help our clients to be ready for what's going to happen, not only today but also going forward. We have launched a, a very successful proposition called Zurich's uh, climate change um, solution, where we help companies to adopt measures now to be to, to mitigate or even prevent uh, potential damages from storms, floods, wildfires in the future. And as we speak, we there, there are very few Fortune 500 companies where we are not talking to 
around this around this uh, proposition, um, and we are building our own capability, um, uh, both in further improving our models, uh, further refining the data we have, but also to to make sure that we that we hire the leading experts in this field to really help our customers as, as good as we can. And this is just the beginning. We, we are moving quickly now to, uh, to, to help our customers with how do I deal with the transition risk, not just from an insurance perspective, but to my overall business model. How do I get to my, how do I really accelerate my net zero journey? Where are potential liabilities following from ESG? How can we, how can we help you? Um, it is an extremely interesting uh, journey we are on. Uh, it is an incredible demand we see from the market. And we believe that within Zurich, particularly now with this, this new unit focusing on, on these risks, we are extremely well positioned to help our clients with these, uh, I would say, uh, uh, existentialistic risks. Yeah. <laughs> I like the way that you phrase that, the existential risk. Um, Tom, for North America, um, obviously, you know, being in, in, in Canada, myself, uh, West Coast, we've always got wildfires and, and a lot of corporate responsibility, uh, whether it's in the oil industry, the mining industry. Um, your, your thoughts on sustainability and climate change services uh, in the North American market? Yeah. So, so thanks again, Chris. I mean, to, to me and, and at Hano and Christoph's direction, sustainability is the number one priority for Zurich Resilience Solutions in 2022. And, and let me repeat that. The number one priority. Um, you know, Zurich has put their money where their mouth is and has led on a number of initiatives globally, right? On reducing travel by 70% and um, going to a completely hybrid electric fleet by 2025 in North America and, and, and dozens of other initiatives that we've either started or are really very deep into. Um, how we look at sustainability in North America are really three platforms. The first is environmental. The second is economic. And then the third is social. Um, we in North America have over 20 different services to combat wildfires, wind, um, hurricanes, water intrusion, um, you name it. Um, we have those services, including something we call we call BCP, uh, which, as you know, are business continuity plans, that we work very closely with our customers and put those business continuity plans in place that when an unfortunate event does happen, um, our customers are ready. They're ready to pick up the phone and call us. Like when there's a fire in your house, the first phone call should be to the fire department. We want the first phone call to, from our customers to be to Zurich Resilient Solutions to say, I have a situation here. I need help. Can you please advise me? What do we need to do? And that's what we're priding ourselves on in 2022 is being there now more than ever um, for our customers as it relates to sustainability. And we just think there is enormous opportunities to help mitigate the risk, not just for Zurich's bottom line, but our customers' bottom line. So we're very, very excited about the, the, the services we'll continue to roll out in 2022 and beyond. 
And we're very excited about working with not only the customers, but the brokerage community as well. Now, and that's very interesting. Um, you know, listening to your answers, um, one thing comes to my mind and it's transparency. Um, is a key part of our service having that transparency with our customers, our broker partners in the risk arena? Um, are, is, that, is that something that is going to build on trust as a trusted advisor? Are we ahead of the market when we start talking about transparency? Uh, I, I feel with Inside Canada um, that the engineering has always been closely guarded. There's, there's always been a, a, a feeling of, you know, this is our information. And when we start getting into stuff like sustainability and climate change, that affects a broad range of people in the same area. Um, so it, it, it just hit me and I just, I just wanted to kind of get your guys' thoughts on that. Yeah, well, it, it's it's um, uh, it's interesting you say that, uh, Chris. But I, I think this is really uh, built around a trusted relationship with our clients um, and, and with the brokers. But but there, there's actually you know uh, one very hard factor here, which 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 underlines this. So the, of course, this is an area where a lot of respectable companies are playing in, not just insurance companies, but also the big consultancies, uh, the big, the big four, specialized uh, advisory. And, and I'm sure that many of them do a really good job. But one difference is that, you know, we have our, we have skin in the game. So we, we advise companies, we help them with our services, but then we also offer them the, the, the risk transfer, the, the, the insurance protection. So, Obviously, everybody wants to do this right, but we have to get it right, not only to serve our customers, but also to make sure that we also be, are also be able to offer the right risk transfer coverage uh, at, 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 the right, at the right price. Um, and from, from a personal perspective, I'm, I'm, I'm a Zurich veteran. I'm an insurance veteran, but this is my first exposure to the Zurich uh, risk engineering uh, uh, people and team across the globe. And I'm so impressed by their closeness to the, to the clients. I'm so impressed by, by the genuine authenticity of the relationships they have with clients. It is, it is, it's great for everyone. It's great for our clients and great for the brokers we work with. And it's great, of course, um, for, for our ability to develop that services uh, into ever more successful propositions for our clients. Absolutely. And, and Chris, I would just add, you know, the good news here is between the U.S. and Canada, we have over 450 field engineers. On top of that, we have a network of um, vendor services that allow us access to several hundred other engineers um, that really specialize in everything. Uh, that you can think of. And the good news here is there has to be transparency. Our customers can see right through that. Um, the brokerage community wants to work with us. This is a global issue that needs to be solved, not in one country or two. Um, this, is a, this, is, this is really global. And if you take a look at the ZRS network on top of uh, the 450 plus, we're talking almost 800 engineers globally. So we have a very, very vast network. Um, we have very strong relationships. People want to hear what we have to say. And like Kano just expressed, um, we 
we control a lot of the 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 risk, the paper. So if you want to do business with Zurich um, from both an underwriting and a services perspective, it's in your best interest to allow us to help you solve these problems because in some cases we're putting up $25, $50 million in limits. Um, we want to do it right. We we want, you know, we want to work side by side with our business partners. And in this case, those are the customers. Um, so we're really excited about what we have on the docket, where we're going. I'm, I'm not ready to declare that North America is the best, um, but I can tell you we're working real hard at it. Um, the goal that Hano and, and Christoph and others have given us is to be the very best in North America and to lead the way. So, you know, that is a, a task that I'm taking very serious as, as the rest of the team is. And we'll continue leading the way and showing the industry um, just how equipped Zurich is to deal with sustainability and other very important global and economical issues. Yeah, I, I, there's one thing I want to kind of draw out from, from uh, by both of your comments here. Um, and I'll, I'll say uh, very early this morning, about 2 a.m., I was on a call with one of my colleagues in Switzerland that's that's a story for another day about why I was on the phone at 2 a.m. Um, but one of the things that we had sort of talked about and and kind of, you know, uh, had an agreement on was there are a lot of uh, companies out there that can provide service, but they're not necessarily tying in their findings, their service opportunity, their help downstream to the customer's revenue. Uh, protecting that revenue, um, building the protection in place, and understanding what the impact will be downstream. They're very focused on the upstream piece and helping them there, whereas we're more in a position to not only help them on the upstream side through the organization, but also on the downstream side where that risk transfer piece actually comes into play. Um, so it's it's quite interesting that you guys had had, had mentioned that because it's uh, I, again, just a few hours ago, um, a, a topic that I was I was discussing with uh, one of my senior colleagues, Tom. Earlier, you mentioned uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion as a service for North America. Um, I know that the United States is is going through, uh, uh, for lack of better terms, a pilot. Uh, you know, generating this this uh, opportunity. Can you sort of? go over it and uh, say, you know, here's what we're looking at. Here's what we're trying to achieve. Here's what we're trying to accomplish and, and how it might help our brokerage uh, partners and our customers. Absolutely, Chris. And coincidentally, I just got off the line with Kathleen Savio, who is, as you know, um, he head of group um, HR uh, that Hano put me in touch with to give her an overview of the DNI. Um, program that we launched in January of this year. Um, what I will say is this was the first time it was done in the insurance industry where we are providing a service to our customers um, that are interested in understanding where as an organization they stand in diversity and inclusion that's ISO related as well as it's 
related to governmental contracts, right? As you know, in the U.S., in order to win some of these governmental contracts, you have to demonstrate that you are a company of diversity and inclusion. And if you can't demonstrate that, um, or you're not successful at that, in, in, in many cases, if not all, um, you, you can't work with the government uh, on these contracts or these, these um, partnerships. And we created a very small team, to your point, pilot in the U.S., hoping to have Canada join us shortly. Um, and we've secured a vendor that specializes in this, that was in um, the quote unquote, the room when they created the ISO guidelines. And this program that we've launched is really getting a lot of buzz within the customer industry, not just middle market, but large accounts as well. Um, the brokerage community, and they're asking about, um, can you do an audit on my company and determine where and what we need to do better, how we can improve on our diversity and inclusion? Um, it's it's a real issue. I think it's an issue globally, but I, I, I could speak for the U.S. It's an issue in the U.S. where I think more transparency needs to be, uh, we need to be, make aware um, and quite frankly, we need to know as an organization how we are measuring up to our competitors. And one of the first things we did in ZRS in the U.S., um, and it's still ongoing, is we did an audit of the ZRS U.S. to see where we stand with diversity and inclusion and what mm -hmm. area do we need to improve upon. So this is a new product or a new service that we're getting a lot of buzz, not just in the U.S. We've talked, we've talked to Spain, Italy, Switzerland, and many other countries, including Canada, um, to see if they would be interested in expanding this pilot as we move forward. But we're getting a lot of good buzz and a lot of good feedback from customers and brokers on what we can provide um, and, and, quite frankly, what it takes to be a more diverse and inclusive organization. So more to come, brand new service, um, but in the early in the early stages, uh, a lot of interest from from all sides of the house. Interesting, yeah. And 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 Hano, I mean, it's sort of dovetailing off of Tom's comments there. Do we see the DEI proposition uh, uh, being expanded globally or or to specific regions? Um, and is it something that is more of a global issue or um, is it more regional? Like, are we going to be able to uh, have a DEI proposition across the board or are we going to be looking at maybe specific areas uh, to start with and then expand beyond that? No, this is, this is, this is definitely a proposition with uh, a lot of global, uh, global reach obviously we will have to adapt it to, to local circumstances, but that is totally in line with, with how we operate. We are a global business unit with strong local country units, and we, uh, we adapt it to the local uh, client uh, requirements. But, but the topic, uh, diversity, ec uh, equity, and inclusion is, is literally uh, an opportunity in every single country. So I'm extremely pleased with uh, Tom and his team taking the lead on this. Uh, I'm extremely pleased that we see also the global collaboration working with, with, with as Tom mentioned, 
um, working with, uh, with 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 other countries. And actually, I'm I'm very bullish on the uh, on the um, uh, opportunity we have and how we can actually help our clients with uh, what must be one of the most topical uh, subjects in the industry. <laughs> I love the way you say bullish. It's it's really driving to the heart and 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 showing our commitment. Absolutely. Um, looking to uh, um, our two other areas or two or what I like to think of as our pillars, the three pillars, we've talked about sustainability and climate change is one of them. There's also uh, supply chain business resilience as well as cyber. Now, if we take a look at the global market with COVID-19 impacts uh, of the ever given uh, block in the Suez Canal uh, in Canada, just recently we had um, you know, some protests uh, that that uh, sort of blocked transportation routes with inside uh, the United States and Canada for for uh, uh, supply chain reasons, specifically automotive uh, was was a key area that was hit. Where do we see the cyber proposition and the supply chain business resilience proposition developing globally and where where do you think we can actually take this um, to our broker partners, our customers? To a large extent, I think these are uh, issues which uh, which are comparable with uh, with climate change and sustainability, um, and not just from a risk management management perspective, because because I think it's extremely likely that uh, uh, and you know almost every CEO and almost every board member will be confronted with these issues, uh, uh, if not daily, then, uh, then definitely extremely regularly. And all the arguments we, 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 we just raised about how we can help our clients around climate change really do apply to cyber and, and business resilience as well. Um, however, there might be one additional factor, which, which particularly around cyber and maybe also around supply chain play a role, is that we can also help our clients um, when maybe the risks are less insurable or non-insurable at all. Um, there's a lot of um, uh, a lot of developments around around cyber. Um, there is uh, actually uh, not just with Zurich, but I think across the industry, limited capacity and limited availability, which uh, risk can be un- underwritten. But again, based on the specific knowledge we have. Uh, of, of serving our clients, we can actually advise clients how they can maybe prevent or mitigate or help them with uh, with, with the consequences of, uh, of of incidences. We are we are definitely committed to further uh, develop our propositions in this space. Actually, uh, Tom is also our global uh, lead in our in our global executive team on on cyber. And um, we really expect that also in this space, we can help our clients probably better than, 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 may, than most others in, uh, in, in the industry. Yeah, I, I think Kano nailed it. And what I would just add, um, you know, is if sustainability is number one, I, I would put cyber and business interruption together as, as the second. Um, quite frankly, Two other very important initiatives, you know, in in the U.S. Speaking for just the U.S., um, capacity in cyber is a very very serious issue right now um, across 
all insurance companies, our customers are being told they cannot buy enough limits. There's not enough limits out there that they feel they need. And in the U.S. for cyber, Brian Benjamin's unit, who writes this, they declined um, probably 95 out of every 100 submissions for various reasons, by the way. Um, but when they do write it, the capacity at most is probably in the area of five to 10 million. And some of these big companies need 100 million, 200 million of limits. So you can imagine how much shopping they need to do to fill that layer. And to Hano's point, I think within ZRS, we can help and advise areas where they can tighten up their cybersecurity, um, whether it's a, an assessment done on that organization, whether it's recommendations, whether it's capacity. Um, we at ZRS can advise and help and support our customers during their time of need. And with regards to the business interruption, I don't think, again, this is a local problem. Um, computer chips, um, you know, just supply chain issues in general have been, you know, an enormous problem here in the U.S. And the fact that we're able to advise and give guidance to companies that might only have one or two locations, and those locations happen to be in the Northeast instead of maybe one should be in the West versus one in the Northeast, um, and just some fundamental kind of recommendations, and then much deeper with the right analytics and the right benchmarking, um, we've been very successful in helping um, those customers. So uh, these are trying times. And, and I truly believe Zurich will be known as much as an insurance company, as a, as a servicing company, um, as we continue to go down the path. And uh, super excited to have Canada uh, join us in North America. And, and Chris, if, if I'm wrong, please correct me. But I think all the problems that I just talked about or Hano and I just talked about, those, those are problems in Canada as well. Those provinces have the same kinds of issues that we have. And together, collectively, I think we're going to do a much better job at solving for those problems as we continue to go down the road together. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it, it's... Uh, the the one thing about uh, when we we discuss Zurich in North America, um, the U.S. and Canada, we're almost as one. There's so much trade moving back and forth, whether it's a, a supply chain issue, a diversity inclusion. Um, you know, obviously cyber can go global, but we're still the same victims, or we're still the same perpetrators or the same company that needs to understand the impact um, from cyber, it's, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's very symb uh, symbiotic. One thing I'd like to do just to sort of wrap up our very first podcast, um, I'm very excited about that, is to ask each of you, is there any specific message that you'd like to bring out uh, and again, we're talking to the Canadian market here, but we're going to be on a global platform for anybody to hear this podcast. What would be the one message that you would like to deliver to our listeners about Zurich Resilient Solutions globally or with Inside North America? Um, and Hanna, I'll ask you to go first on this one. 
Yeah, thank you, thank you, Chris. Well, I like to think that we that we that we touched on most topics already. But if there's one message I want to leave behind, I think that the fact that a company like Zurich, with its global capabilities, uh, the access it has to data, um, its commitment to help our clients and work with brokers across the globe, but certainly also in Canada, um, both with insurance, risk transfer, our core business, but also to help and work with our clients and, and distribution partners on getting better and smarter in preventing those risks, understanding them better so that we mitigate the consequences of, of, of incidents and accidents is very exciting. And Chris, you know, I've, I've got to learn you and, and the team in recent months, and I'm extremely comfortable and happy with the capabilities we also have in Canada. If we combine that with our, uh, with our global, global uh, strengths, um, I'm extremely uh, excited to see how we can work together to serve our clients in, uh, in Canada. And uh, I really hope uh, and look forward to, uh, to meet you and the team and hopefully some of our clients and business partners in the very near future. Definitely, we're hoping to meet you too. Right. Tom, your thoughts. Yeah, so so listen, it's it's always great being the boss because you get to go first, and and, and I think Hano said a lot of what I wanted to say, and uh, you know, just a little plug here. I just want to let uh, our Canadian friends know, um, I I have Canadian in me, Chris. I I my my grandparents were from Newfoundland, um, but I think Hano said it best. I mean, we are asking to be your business partners. Um, the global reach that we have throughout the network, uh, whether it be U.S., Canada, pick a country, um, we have the expertise and the problem solver, solving to be your business partner. We ask for you to continue to trust us, to believe in us, to give us an opportunity um, during a time of need or, quite frankly, during a time of planning um, to reach out to us at ZRS see what we can do, what we're capable of. And um, Chris, I know I speak for you and Hano when I say we won't disappoint. Um, I'm that passionate about what we're doing and, and the changes we're trying to make today um, to be an organization that continues to be needed and trusted from our business partners. Um, we want to be there for you. And, and we very much appreciate all the business and all the confidence you've had in us um, and we'll continue delivering. So um, thanks, Chris, for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. Listen, guys, I really appreciate your time today. And, and, and I'm very excited about the future of Zerk Resilience Solutions, uh, not only with Insight Canada, but globally, because I know that there's a lot that we can offer our customers or broker partners to bring forward. Um, so again, thank you for your time today. It's been, it's been a great conversation. And uh, yeah, let's see what, what happens into the future. And, and, you know, very exciting, very exciting. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. I hope you enjoyed our conversation today. Please join us each and every episode for new and informative topics with experts in the industry, providing insights to risk exposure and actions to mitigate losses. For additional information, please feel free to reach us at ca.podcast at zurich.com. And I'll be talking to you soon.
information in this audio recording was compiled from sources believed to be reliable for general information purposes and is intended for Zurich clients and business partners. The information contained herein may be useful to you or your enterprise when developing your own policies and procedures. The policies and procedures applicable to your enterprise should take into account the specific circumstances of your business and business environment, which is beyond the capacity of this podcast. Any and all information provided is not intended to constitute advice of any nature and is specifically not legal advice, and accordingly, you should consult with your own legal counsel. We do not guarantee the accuracy of this information presented or any results and further assume no liability in connection with this recording and the information provided therein. Moreover, Zurich reminds you that the information provided cannot be assumed to contain every acceptable safety and compliance procedure or that additional procedures might not be appropriate under the circumstances. The subject matter of this recording is not tied to any specific insurance product, nor will adopting these policies and procedures ensure coverage under any insurance policy. We encourage listeners to seek additional information from credible sources. Thank you.